It's Tuesday afternoon, February 5th, 2019. Afternoon, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. I'm Lynn Adolph. Welcome to Sam Sell Sells Real Estate, where the fastest 10 minutes or so in real estate information three days a week. We come to you from Clark, New Jersey, a suburb right in the New York metropolitan area. If you are buying, selling, investing, rehabilitating a house, or you're involved in commercial real estate, landlord, tenant, in any way, you should be listening. So at the advice of my immediate consultant, John, he says we should do a specific topic every day and title the episode and stick a picture up of whoever today's guest is going to be. You know, he's a millennial. I trust him implicitly. He really knows his stuff, and that's what we're going to do. You know, the weather is very much improved in the Northeast. It makes you think about buying a home. So we're going to start with today's episode. It's going to be our first Buyer's Day. It's going to be a show geared to buying. Today, my guest, my normal Tuesday and Thursday guest, is broker owner Sam Sell and Associates, uh, my good friend and client over 20 years, John Good morning, Johnny. How goes? Good morning, Len. It's great to be back with you today. Thanks, John. It's good to have you, man. You know, after last week's venture into the Ice Age, it actually feels like spring today. You know, it's a little chillier, but it's certainly no comparison to my good friend Mr. Sam Sell's response to the tip of the day sowing igloos in Minnesota last week. Uh, you know, John, a day like today makes you think of spring, makes you think of houses. Let's talk about the initial meeting that you have with a potential buyer. Walk us through that. Help our listeners feel more comfortable about that process. Well, sure, Len, and that's something I do very differently. I actually, um, prior to taking a buyer out to show them any houses, I actually have them come into the office, and we sit down and do a educational consultation with them, and I teach them everything they need to know from A to Z before we even go into the MLS and start pulling auto searches and things to that nature because I, I believe in educating, elevating, and equipping our buyers as long as our as well as our sellers, but our buyers in the buying process, right? What, what they need for financing terms, you know, uh, which mortgage company to look at, uh, which attorneys to look at, uh, you know, the price points, what mortgages will be based on taxes, based on uh, insurance, based on MI insurance and the mortgage payment itself. And a lot of people don't really understand, you know, what they're getting into. They you know, sure. think their mortgage payment is going to be this amount of dollars and uh, uh, based on a $200,000 house. And they don't realize that, you know, for every 10000 is only a $50 difference. Uh, in your mortgage payment, your taxes are your taxes. They stay the same. Your 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 insurance pretty much stays the same. Correct. Uh, your MI changes a little bit, but we sit down and go over this with them, and then I take them through the MLS myself, and we get rid of all the stuff that doesn't fit their criteria, and we break it down to about ten or fifteen houses. I send them home to do a little bit of research on those homes to see which ones they like the most. And then we narrow the search down to somewhere between five and eight homes. And then we make some appointments. And then we actually then go out and look at the homes. Well, you uh, you mentioned something about price point. So let's talk a little bit about the offer. 
You know, just like a seller has to set a price that will encourage someone to buy their home, the buyers want to offer a price that are going to get them the house. And obviously, that in time can potentially be a contentious process. Correct. And here's what happens. You know, sometimes it depends on the house, right? Every house is different. Depends on the length of the market that uh, that the house is on, how long it's been there. Is it, is it been on for three, four days, and it's magnificent and beautiful, and it's a move-in condition, fully remodeled house, listed for uh, $390,000, and we have a buyer that loves it and falls in love with it, but then decides, well, I'm going to offer $20,000 less. And, and based on comparables, I would, and, and the market and the house and how it looks and condition, you know, I know that we're not going to nearly be accepted and probably be insulted. And it'll probably go for five or 10,000 more than asking, which I just had that scenario yesterday. Um, so we put a house on the market and it, it went in a matter of three days for 5,000 over asking. Uh, so I try to educate the buyers that, hey, you got to be careful when you're making an offer. Now, if the house has been on the market for 90 days and it's not, you know, move-in ready and needs some work, there's definitely negotiation there. Uh, a lot of the houses that are coming out that are that are in mint shape, there's not much negotiation. And that's where the buyers get confused. They think they can negotiate on every single house and then they get upset and disappointed that they didn't get the house that they wanted. Uh, so I try to educate them properly from the door and say, hey, listen, you know, if we're looking at stuff that's older, we have some more, some little bit more wiggle room to negotiate. Stuff sure. that's in mint condition, there's no real wiggle room. Sometimes we got to go over. Otherwise, we're not even going to be a contender. Sure, sure. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about in this segment is the legal process. Uh, once we get the house, now we enter into a negotiated contract. The involvement of attorney comes into play. Now, I know I'm the attorney here, but give me your perspective on the role of the parties and what you think is required or not required to have a successful contract. Well, and I love you because you're very different than any other attorney I ever worked with over the years. Uh, there, a lot of them out there really, really don't get like the realtors out there in the field running around doing everything for their client. Attorney comes in, does the attorney review process, changes 15, 20 items in the contract. Yes, we understand that. That's wonderful. Um, you know, sometimes the attorneys can be a bit rough, I'll be honest with you, because they don't educate their clients properly. They think uh, a client can just kill a deal for any reason whatsoever after uh, attorney review is over and uh, just because of cosmetic reasons. I have a lot of fights with uh, attorneys. Let's not say fights. Let's say disagreements with attorneys. And I explained to him, well, you can't kill a deal based on cosmetic issues. It's structural, mechanical, environmental, or hazardous. None of these items fall into there. And then they just allow these buyers to just back out of contracts that, you know, listen, you're buying a house, a used one. You know what I mean? It's like buying a used car. You're not getting everything in mint condition. Even brand new cars come up to showroom and have problems, right? You know, John, it's it's one of the philosophies I always had in litigation. You, uh, you try and tell a client the right thing to do. Uh, anybody can do anything they want in terms of a lawsuit and filing a complaint until somebody stops them. So why not kill the deal? Unlikely that the party that was aggrieved is going to spend the money to chase it down, either trying to compel specific performance or do something to make that particular seller sell them the house. So you're absolutely right in the way you assess the situation. 
Yeah, just tell them, got to educate, and lawyers need to educate people as well. You're, you're, you're going into a serious contract. You know, it's not a game. It's not just because you can't, you want to, don't buy a house anymore because you got scared or you're fearful. You know, I, one of my things is when I educate the buyers in the beginning, I talk to, I talk about the crazy switch and the fear that happens to every single buyer in the world. And, and I want you to think about it. When you start thinking crazy and got fear, just think, John told me this is going to happen already. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to think I want to back out. I'm afraid of the commitment. I'm afraid of change. And uh, John told me this is all going to happen. And just text John and say, hey, John, my crazy switch went off. And everybody laughs about it. And it really does work, though. Um, so a lot of my buyers text me all the time. Oh, John, the crazy switch went off. You told me that, and now, now instead of them running to the attorney and trying to kill a deal because uh, they got a little bit of fear behind them, they come to me and say, "Hey, you know, uh, this is what happened." But you know, I love attorneys, and and I think uh, you know some of them do wonderful jobs. I, I work with some great ones, and then I've worked with some you know not so cooperative ones. Let's say that, and just the ones that uh, you know make the process go easy and educate their clients like I do. We we have a seamless uh, uh, transaction. Uh, the other ones, we have a lot of bumps in the roads, a lot of headaches, a lot of hiccups, and uh, you know that's why I pick and choose who I refer. You know, I refer like three or four different attorneys that are that work wonderfully, and uh, when we do that, and we just have a seamless process. That's some really good stuff, John. Uh, we'll be right back to you. Uh, it's time for our tip of the day. You know, folks, we do encourage you to uh, write out there to us uh, any question you have regarding real estate, any topic, any area of real estate. No question, I don't think we can answer. Uh, you can go up on the Samsung and Associate website and contact us, or you can leave a comment on the podcast page. The more we get, the more time we will devote to giving you the answers to the questions that you want answered. Uh, we will also be introducing our celebrity question of the day in the very near future that'll be pretty interesting hopefully kind of funny today's tip you get to do it again john talk to us oh i love talking len you know that and the tip of the day is hey listen when you're out there buying a home right let's not go cuckoo for cocoa puffs okay let's uh get it together and try not to allow that crazy switch to go off control your life create fear in you and make you back out of having that American dream, that house of your own, uh, that you're going to be the no feeling like there is to pull in your driveway, put your key in the door, and do what you want with your house. So when that crazy switch goes off, the tip of the day is, hey, call John Samsel at samselsells.com. Because, listen, I'm here to help you remove that crazy switch, and I believe I'm more of a real estate counselor rather than a real estate salesperson. So tip of the day, Crazy Switch goes cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. All John. Great tip, Johnny. Great tip. Now, John, we get to the news of the day. We're just going to talk about one article today, and we're going to break it down over uh, your appearance today and uh, your appearance on Thursday. Uh, you know, today's news in real estate, we're going to talk about, in the beginning of December, Forbes magazine printed an article entitled, 2019 Real Estate Forecast, What Home Buyers, Sellers, and Investors Can Expect. Now, we're not going to go over and address every prediction that they make here, but we're going to talk about a few of the predictions. 
And uh, we're going to start with their first prediction, which is interest rates will continue to rise. Uh, despite steady climbs for the past two years, mortgage rates remain lower than they were during most of the recession and below average for the type of strong economic growth we've been experiencing. That will change in 2019. Uh, their prediction is that 30-year fixed-rate mortgages will reach 5.8% territory not seen since the dark days of 2008 when rates were racing downward in response to the housing crisis. That comes from the Director of Economic Research for Zillow. Your thoughts? Well, once again, with rates, I, you know, I speak on this a lot. I, I, the first thing I tell people is, and you want to complain about under, under, under 13%, let's put it that way, under 13%, you have nothing to complain about at all. You know, rates years ago were 13 to 18%, 20% down to purchase a home, and that was it. There was no if, ends, or buts. You know, there was no four, five, six, seven percent interest rates. It didn't happen. So I tell people, you want to complain? Feel How do you feel about the people that years ago couldn't get into a home for less than 13 to 18? How about this, right? When you're complaining about an interest rate and saying, oh, my gosh, 5.8. Well, guess what? Do me a favor. Go open that credit card bill of yours. Go look at the interest rate on that credit card. Most of them range from 23 to 28%, but you have no problem paying that to the bank over all those years with all those accumulated interest, and that doesn't phase you. So I, I tell people, listen, education, right? You know, 5.8% is really nothing. Our, our, our all-time low at one time, they said, wait, all-time low, never to be seen again. 6% we had at one time. And everybody was so excited about a 6% interest rate. They were unbelievably buying houses because the interest rate was so low. And since then, you know, my interest rate on my home and 15-year mortgage is 2.875. And, and now we're only in the fives and high. Well, actually fours and low fives for people so that doesn't scare me if we properly educate people and don't initiate fear into their lives but education so i guess education so i guess your point is it is what it is and the difference in the interest rate is not significant enough to prevent a buyer from buying a home not at all. Not at all. If they're properly educated, we will. There's not a significant amount of money over a 30-year base. It's it's very right, minimal. Let's go one more. Let's talk about the next prediction. Overall home sales will drop. Uh, Chief economist at Keller Williams. As we look towards 2019, we are anticipating home sales to decline around two percent. We're expecting it to be another slightly slower year as buyers continue to wrangle with higher mortgage rates after contending with several years of rapid price growth. Uh, you and I have had this conversation, and we talk about it in terms of the people who are in the business in selling and what it's like to sell in a tougher time as opposed to a better time. Well, you know, once again, there it goes back to that educational piece, you know. I, 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 yes, we're dec- yes, we had sales decline. Yes, sales have been declining over the years. That's 100% true over the last, over the last year, actually you know, 10 months or so. So, yeah, we're down 2% here or there. But we, once again, I think that all goes back to inventory, a part of inventory, a part of good inventory. That's another key factor. There's, there's some inventory, but it's not great inventory. Um, we need more inventory. Yes, we do. So we need more people to sell their homes, more people to, so that way more people can buy their homes. 
the the rate thing I don't worry about. I because I, I educate people and I'm I'm one to not scare people. So if we want to put out in the news about oh people aren't going to buy homes because the interest rate went up, well that's what people are going to believe. If we tell if we educate them properly and explain them the process, uh, you know we will have a better shot at getting people to sell their homes and getting people to buy their homes. Uh, you know, so I'm more of that type. I'm more of the optimist, not the what's that word? Pe- that's the pessimist. Word. Uh, so that's how, that's how I am. That's how I am. So I'm, I'm staying positive. I'm believing positive. Yeah, we'll have a little decrease in sales, but I, uh, I actually love a down market, to be honest with you. you. You get more serious buyers, serious sellers. You get rid of a lot of the agents and, uh, other, uh, people that come into an industry when it's hot only and then they, you know, when they can't stand the, the heat when it's on fire and they all just leave. Uh, I've been in real estate. I bought my first house in 2001 and never left it. So, uh, you know, my thing is a lot of people come in and we're over inundated with agents and mortgage people and title agents and uh, you name it, anybody that has to do with a house. So like a down market, really, I enjoy it because all those people are gone and the industry is better for me. If people are not listening to what we're putting out there, they're making a really huge mistake. That's some great stuff. Thanks, Johnny, for being with us. Uh, my pleasure. And hey, listen, anybody wants to call me or email me, they can at any time. I love That's it. great, John. Thanks a lot again. Well, everybody, we've reached the end. But tomorrow is supposed to be another beautiful day here in the Northeast, and we will continue our focus on buying. And our guest tentatively will be John Gaggis, who is a vice president in charge of reverse mortgages. Franny Mac Mortgage down in South Jersey. John and I have known each other for a very long time. He's very smart. You don't want to miss it. Thanks to John Samsell, Jen Belia, John Gerhardt's Biomedia, my boys, Max and Noah. I love you guys. Maynard Ferguson. Again, we heard his popular hit opening and closing the show with Birdman. And of course, you are listeners. We are nothing without you. We're here to help you. We're here for you. If you're thinking of buying a house, come right back here. You should subscribe to Sam Sell Sells Real Estate. You'll never have to worry about this. Have a good day, everybody. See you tomorrow. You know, John, a day like today makes you think of spring, makes you think of houses. Let's talk about the initial meeting that you have with a potential buyer. Walk us through that. Help our listeners feel more comfortable about that process. Oh, sure, Len. And that's something I do very differently. I actually, um, prior to taking a buyer out to show them any houses, I actually have them come into the office and we sit down and do a educational consultation with them. And I teach them everything they need to know from A to Z, before we even go into the MLS and start pulling auto searches and things to that nature, because I I believe in educating, elevating, and equipping our buyers as as well as our sellers, but our buyers in the buying process, right? What what they need for financing terms, you know, uh, which mortgage company to look at, uh, which attorneys to look at, uh, you know, the price points, what mortgages will be based on taxes, based on uh, insurance, based on MI insurance and the mortgage payment itself. 
And a lot of people don't really understand, you know, what they're getting into. They, you know, sure. think their mortgage payment is going to be this amount of dollars and, uh, based on a $200,000 house. And they don't realize that, you know, for every 10000 is only a $50 difference, uh, in your mortgage payment. Your taxes are your taxes. They stay the same. Your, your, your insurance pretty much stays the same. Uh, your MI changes a little bit. But we sit down and go over this with them. And then I take them through the MLS myself and we get rid of all the stuff that doesn't fit their criteria. And we break it down to about 10 or 15 houses. I send them home to do a little bit of research on those homes to see which ones they like the most. And then we narrow the search down to somewhere between five and eight homes. And then we make some appointments. And then we actually then go out and look at the homes. Well, you uh, you mentioned something about price point. So let's talk a little bit about the you offer. Know, just like a seller has to set a price that will encourage someone to buy their home, the buyers want to offer a price that are going to get them the house. And, and obviously, that in time can potentially be a contentious process. Correct. And here's what happens. You know, sometimes it depends on the house, right? Every house is different. Depends on the length of the market that uh, that the house is on, how long it's been there. Is it, it been on for three, four days and it's magnificent and beautiful and it's a move-in condition, fully remodeled house listed for uh, $390,000 and we have a buyer that loves it and falls in love with it but then decides, well, I'm going to offer $20,000 less. And, and based on comparables I would in the market and the house and how it looks and condition, you know, I know that we're not going to nearly be accepted and probably be insulted, and it will probably go for five or 10000 more than asking, which I just had that scenario yesterday. Um, so we put a house on the market, and it, it went in a matter of three days for 5000 over asking. Uh, so I try to educate the buyers that, hey, you got to be careful when you're making an offer. Now, if the house has been on the market for 90 days and it's not, you know, move-in ready and needs some work, there's definitely negotiation there. Uh, a lot of the houses that are coming out that are that are in mint shape, there's not much negotiation. And that's where the buyers get confused. They think they can negotiate on every single house and then they get upset and disappointed that they didn't get the house that they wanted. Uh, so I try to educate them properly from the door and say, hey, listen, you know, if we're looking at stuff that's older, we have some more, some little bit more wiggle room to negotiate. Stuff sure. that's in mint condition, there's no real wiggle room. Sometimes we got to go over, otherwise we're not even going to be a contender. Sure. sure. You know, I, one of my things is when I educate the buyers in the beginning, I talk, to, I talk about the crazy switch and the fear that happens to every single buyer in the world. And and I want you to think about it. When you start thinking crazy and got fear, just think, John told me this is going to happen already. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to think I want to back out. I'm afraid of the commitment. I'm afraid of change. And uh, John told me this is all going to happen. And just text John and say, hey, John, my crazy switch went off. And everybody laughs about it. And it really does work, though. Um, so a lot of my buyers text me all the time. Oh, John, the crazy switch went off. You told me that, and now, now instead of them running to the attorney and trying to kill a deal because uh, they got a little bit of fear behind them, they come to me and say, hey, you know, uh, this is what happened. But, you know, I love attorneys, and, and I think, uh, you know, some of them do wonderful jobs. I, I work with some great ones, and then I've worked with some, you know, not so cooperative ones, let's say that, and just the ones that, uh, you know, make the process go easy and educate their clients like I do. 
we we have a seamless uh, uh, transaction. Uh, the other ones, we have a lot of bumps in the roads, a lot of headaches, a lot of hiccups. And, uh, you know, that's why I pick and choose who I refer. You know, I refer like three or four different attorneys that are that work wonderfully. And uh, when we do that, and we just have a seamless process. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about in this segment is the legal process. Uh, once we get the house, now we enter into a negotiated contract. The involvement of attorney comes into play. Now, I know I'm the attorney here, but give me your perspective on the role of the parties and what you think is required or not required to have a successful contract. Well, and I love you because you're very different than any other attorney I ever worked with over the years. Uh, there are a lot of them out there really, really don't get like the realtors out there in the field running around doing everything for their client. Attorney comes in, does the attorney review process, changes 15, 20 items in the contract. Yes, we understand that. That's wonderful. Um, you know, Sometimes the attorneys can be a bit rough, I'll be honest with you, because they don't educate their clients properly. They think uh, a client can just kill a deal for any reason whatsoever after uh, attorney review is over and uh, just because of cosmetic reasons. I have a lot of fights with uh, attorneys. Let's not say fights. Let's say disagreements with attorneys. And I explain to them, well, you can't kill a deal based on cosmetic issues. It's structural, mechanical, environmental, or hazardous. None of these items fall into there, and then they just allow these buyers to just back out of contracts that, you know, listen, you're buying a house, a used one. You know what I mean? It's like buying a used car. You're not getting everything in mint condition. Even brand new cars come up to showroom and have problems, right? You know, well, John, so it's, one of, it's one of the philosophies I always had in litigation. You uh, you try and tell a client the right thing to do. Uh, anybody can do anything they want in terms of a lawsuit and filing a complaint until somebody stops them. So why not kill the deal? Unlikely that the party that was aggrieved is going to spend the money to chase it down, either trying to compel specific performance or do something to make that particular seller sell them the house. So you're absolutely right in the way you assess the situation. Yeah, just tell them, got to educate, and lawyers need to educate people as well. You're, 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 you're going into a serious contract. You know, it's not a game. It's not just because you can't, you want to, don't buy a house anymore because you got scared or you're fearful. In the beginning of December, Forbes magazine printed an article entitled, 2019 Real Estate Forecast, What Home Buyers, Sellers, and Investors Can Expect. Now, we're not going to go over and address every prediction that they make here, but we're going to talk about a few of the predictions. And uh, we're going to start with their first prediction, which is interest rates will continue to rise. Uh, despite steady climbs for the past two years, mortgage rates remain lower than they were during most of the recession and below average for the type of strong economic growth we've been experiencing. That will change in 2019. Uh, their prediction is that 30-year fixed-rate mortgages will reach 5.8% territory not seen since the dark days of 2008 when rates were racing downward in response to the housing crisis. That comes from the Director of Economic Research for Zillow. Your thoughts? Well, once again, with rates, I, you know, I speak on this a lot. I, I, the first thing I tell people is, and you want to complain about under, under, under 13%, let's put it that way, under 13%, you have nothing to complain about at all. You know, rates years ago were 13 to 18%, 20% down to purchase a home, and that was it. There was no if, ends, or buts. You know, there was no 
four, five, six, seven percent interest rates didn't happen. So I tell people, you want to complain? Feel how do you feel about the people that years ago couldn't get into a home for less than thirteen to eighteen? How about this, right? When you're complaining about an interest rate and saying, "Oh my gosh, five point eight." Well, guess what? Do me a favor. Go open that credit card bill of yours. Go look at the interest rate on that credit card. Most of them range from 23 to 28%, but you have no problem paying that to the bank over all those years with all those accumulated interest, and that doesn't phase you. So I, I tell people, listen, education, right? You know, 5.8% is really nothing. Our, our, our all-time low at one time, they said, wait, all-time low, never to be seen again. 6% we had at one time, and everybody was so excited about a 6% interest rate. They were unbelievably buying houses because the interest rate was so low. And since then, you know, my interest rate on my home and 15-year mortgage is 2.875. And, and now we're only in the fives and high, well, actually, fours and low fives for people. So that doesn't scare me if we properly educate people and don't initiate fear into their lives, but education, so I right? guess, education So is I the guess key. your point is, it is what it is. And the difference in the interest rate is not significant enough to prevent a buyer from buying a home. Not at all. Not at all. If they're properly educated, we will, there's not a significant amount of money over a 30 year base. It's, it's very right, minimal. Let's go one more. Let's talk about the next prediction. Overall home sales will drop. Uh, Chief Economist at Keller Williams, as we look towards 2019, we are anticipating home sales to decline around 2%. We're expecting it to be another slightly slower year as buyers continue to wrangle with higher mortgage rates after contending with several years of rapid price growth. Uh, you and I have had this conversation, and we talk about it in terms of the people who are in the business in selling and what it's like to sell in a tougher time as opposed to a better time well you know once again there goes back to that educational piece you know i i, I yes we're dec- yes we had sales decline yes sales have been declining over the years that's a hundred percent true over the last over the last year actually you know 10 months or so so yeah we're down two percent here or there but we, once again i think that all goes back to inventory a part of inventory a part of good inventory that's another key factor there's there's some inventory, but it's not great inventory. Um, we need more inventory. Yes, we do. So we need more people to sell their homes, more people to, so that way more people can buy their homes. The, the rate thing I don't worry about. I, I, cause I educate people and I'm, I'm one to not scare people. So if we want to put out in the news about, oh, people aren't going to buy homes because the interest rate went up. Well, that's what people are going to believe. If we tell, if we educate them properly and explain them the process, uh, you know, we will have a better shot at getting people to sell their homes and getting people to buy their homes. Uh, you know, so I'm more of that type. I'm more of the optimist, not the, what's that word? Pe- that's the pessimist. Word. Uh, so that's how, that's how I am. That's how I am. So I'm, I'm staying positive. I'm believing positive. Yeah, we'll have a little decrease in sales, but I, uh, I actually love a down market, to be honest with you. You, you get more serious buyers, serious sellers. You get rid of a lot of the agents. And, uh, other, uh, people that come into an industry when it's hot only and then they, you know, when they can't stand the, the heat when it's on fire and they all just leave. Uh, I've been in real estate. I bought my first house in 2001 and never left it. So, uh, you know, 
my thing is a lot of people come in and we're over inundated with agents and mortgage people and title agents and uh, you name it, anybody that has to do with a house. So like a down market, really, I enjoy it because all those people are gone and the industry is better John, for me. 